Tyler Smiley. And I'm John Morrison. And this is the Rooted and Grounded Podcast. Rooted and Grounded is a ministry of Lakewood Baptist Church that creates theological content to grow the church in our knowledge of God in order that we would grow in our love for Him and for our neighbor. Check out more at rootedandgrounded.co or lakewoodlife.org. Either way. A lot of good information both places. This is the first of a new fun mini-series. No, series? Regular series? Well, I think it depends on... Secondary if get, stream in our podcast. Yeah, whether or not we get fired okay. afterward is probably a bit, pretty big question. But yeah, I mean, hopefully a long-running series. So we're going to call it Monday Morning Preacher. Well, that was your idea, and you are the boss. So, uh, I mean, associate boss. <laughs> and To uh, be clear, there was some confu- concern yesterday around the table about yeah. a hostile takeover, takeover, and we would like to alleviate any of those concerns. And I, as I texted our chairman of the deacons yesterday, my hostility is at its normal level, which may <laughs> seem high to some, but it is is at its normal level. <laughs> but it's like, you know, Monday morning preacher, or a, a Monday morning quarterback. Right. Because you're always better on Monday morning. That's right. And I am nothing if not a great armchair preacher. Uh Armed with a little bit of education and a critical spirit, I am ready to go with Monday Morning Preacher. All right, so how do we start this? How do we start? Well, I thought it'd be helpful if you could tell us the passage, tell us uh-huh. a little bit about it, and just maybe overview your main points. Yeah. So, what was yep. the passage? What were your main mm-hmm. points? What were you trying to say? Yep. Main. Uh, the passage was James 1, 1 through 18, uh, kind of built on really the first four verses of the text and also verse 12 was very important um but the the main idea of the passage really is well i mean it's introductory to the whole letter that james is writing but it's also you know it's written to the the jewish um christians and who had been scattered throughout the uh, sort of the mediterranean world out of jerusalem and it's a letter of um, endurance. It's a pastoral letter. Mm-hmm. It's one that uh, it's guiding, leading, showing them how to live uh, really every day, sort of day in, day out, what it looks like to be a Christian every day. And so you really picked up on the word steadfast. Mm-hmm. There, I think, is it three or four times in the letter yeah. James uses that word? Yeah, at least. And you you really connected it with endurance. Mm-hmm. Why do you think... The idea of endurance is obviously in his day, believers are being persecuted, are scattering far from home, far from the church they knew. Right. But for today, why why endurance? Why is endurance a key message for believers today? I think endurance always is uh, essential for Christianity. I mean, it's always a um, you're 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 shown to be a Christian. Um, by your steadfastness, mm. so it's always by uh, how how well are you finishing? Are you uh, following the Lord to the very end? That's always been sort of a test of Christianity. It's not a flash in the pan kind of religion. It's one that's lasting and enduring, and uh, it's certainly one that recognizes the reality of hardships in the world. Mm. So we don't need to to cover up the. Um, the truth that we do face very difficult seasons of life, very difficult times in life, even as Christians. Right. Everything is not always happy and easy as a Christian. So 
you have to be ready to endure hardships, trials, struggles, difficulties, whatever it is. Yeah, so our faith has to, we have to have a faith, we have to have a theology that allows us mm. to endure, to suffer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. To live life in this world, because yeah. you, it doesn't take long to realize life's not easy. That's right. And so, all right. Three main points. Three main points. And, oh. Do you I remember say, them? Well, they were alliterated. I know. Can I say, I mean, obviously, alliteration far surpasses acrostics in terms of <laughs> devices to use in preaching. Let the record show. Yeah. And I uh, let that be clear that is not such a subtle jab at some people who would lean heavily upon acrostics. The only Scott Smith. Yeah. I mean, I doubt he's actually going to listen to this, okay. but that's fine. Uh, yeah. So endure trials. In the trials. Endure in the trials. Uh-huh. Endure for the treasure. For the treasure and endure by the truth. Word of truth. Through the word of truth. Yeah, that's in 18. That's from verse 18. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the big idea was endure with joy. Mm -hmm. How do you endure with joy? Yeah. Well, you do it through the trials. Yeah. Which is a little counterintuitive. Mm hmm. Uh, Oh, can I point out? Yeah. So, you don't use Greek a lot. I mean, we all know you're smart. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you didn't have to flex for us. Uh, why why'd you bring out the Greek there in verse yeah. with the count it all joy? Yeah, yeah. Three and, or four? Uh, and two. Two, yeah. Yeah. yeah after, uh, the very first thing, I mean, James says, I mean, he introduces himself, tells who he's writing to, and he says, Greetings. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fir- first thing of the of the body of the letter, which is really I mean the content of the thing. Right. The very first words all joy. Mm-hmm. That's what he sort of comes out of the gate. And that's how the Greek I mean it's how the language works. Right. So you can put that first. You don't have to have uh, you know, sort of your word order, English word order, right? As we would understand it. But isn't that amazing? I mean, he's writing to people who are suffering, who are he's trying to encourage to be, endure, and he says the first words, "All joy, all joy." Which is, I mean, this is the message of the New Testament. That's I mean, right. Think about Paul. That's right. Count it all. I mean, well, Paul, rejoice again. I would say rejoice. Yeah. I mean, just in any and all circumstances, the Christian can have yeah. true joy, can actively be rejoicing which yeah. is really, really remarkable. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I think highlighting that every now and then using the language to highlight emphases or this sort of thing is always mm-hmm. um, can, you know, useful. So you weren't just showing off, is that what you're telling me? Uh, no, and, you know... Because I was really impressed. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you just say the words. You don't know if you're saying them right or not. You well, just the, say them. The good news is confidence. I don't think anyone else knows whether okay. you're pronouncing them correctly or not. Yeah. Not a lot of people around who spoke Koine Greek uh, are still around today. I think they're all dead. Yeah. Though I do love when people get real, real feisty about how to say something. Yeah. Yeah. From an ancient language. Yeah. <laughs> amen. No, it's amen. Oh, it's yeah. amen. No, it's amen. Anyways. All right. Other segment. Peaks huh? and pits. Okay. What went really well for you in yeah. the sermon? Yeah. What was a, a growth opportunity, <laughs> if you will? Yeah. Um... So, uh, as it turns out, there's a lot in these 18 verses, and uh, yes, yeah, a yeah, lot I, to cover, a lot of ground to cover. Well, this what it, James is so readable and so mm-hmm. enjoyable because right. it's just these pithy sayings. Right. He packs a punch, right? But it makes it really hard to preach because he packs so much into a couple verses. Yeah, and you had 18, had 18, and there's a lot there, a lot you could have said. You know, if if there's a real uh, sort of pit. I had uh, higher hopes for 
the the introductory section there, I really wanted to lay the groundwork for what's going to come in James. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also really wanted to start to to uh, show what's coming in this sermon. So I kind of did two things there, and I may have done a little bit too much with that intro. But the idea was that James is all about wisdom coming from God, mm-hmm. but wisdom as it's played out in our everyday lives. So I thought, wisdom from above, but it's wisdom below. I mean, it's wisdom for here, too, on the ground. Yeah, I I thought the, I actually thought the introduction was fairly clear. You like it? I thought it went well. Okay. I mean, you okay. know, you really helped out because, one, you avoided jokes. Right. So that was really helpful because you're not funny. <laughs> and then... Two, you didn't do... That's debatable. Uh, it's not... Well, yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. We'll get Katie in here and we'll have the debate <laughs> against you, I think. Right. Uh, and you avoided any sort of nerdy movie reference. So I felt like, I you know, you were you were hitting a strong... And it was actually clear and like I did. But yeah, yeah. Other than being able to make fun of you. Yeah. Uh, what do you think went really well? What were you like? Just... Oh, boom, what was I excited about? Yeah, peak. Yeah. Um... Oh, there was just so much that went well. It's hard to it's hard to say it <laughs> all. Tell me more about how great you are. Uh, can I just say my favorite line? Yeah. I'm going to, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but it was, we can have the crown of life because he wore the crown of thorns. Yeah, that was a highlight for me. I just, uh, I needed a pulpit pound after that, though, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, can we get a little enthusiasm? Can we get, I mean, I just wanted you to get up there. Yeah. You know, I, um, that, that was a, a real, highlight for me um seeing what what jesus did to accomplish what we how we can have endurance i mean connecting yes that for me was so critical well i thought what's helpful not only you say it's not just grin and bear it Mm -hmm. right which is not christian joy right but you connected it so much with the work of christ which i think is essential right Right. like because as we talked about it last monday like this doesn't work without understanding who God is. That's right. And we can't know who God is apart from Christ. And yeah. so it's very much tied into the work of Christ, the reason we can count it all joy. Yeah. We can endure because he endured. That's right. We can will receive the crown of life because he mm-hmm. wore the crown of thorns. I mean these things, it's intimately tied up with his work. And I thought you really Yeah. I really wanted another twenty five, thirty minutes <laughs> yeah. on that point yeah, alone, yeah. but apparently like people like want to go eat lunch or something and that god brought us forth by the word of truth i mean it's just a rich phrase it is and i think i could have spent more time there okay we're running out of time here you know ncaa tournament yep which we didn't get to have this year very sad Uh, very sad uh oh by the way yeah need to talk to the local duke fan not looking good for zion Uh i mean why I mean, I'm shocked to hear that he may have received money to go oh. to Duke. No, that's... Uh, Unbelievable, uh, isn't it? Could uh, you believe that they pay <laughs> basketball players under the table? Unfounded allegations. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> you know, within the NCAA tournament, there's the first four in, or last four in, first four out. That's right. So I want to know, what was the first point you left out yeah. that you wish you could have included? Right, right, right. If we right, let right. you preach for two hours. If I could have just kept going. If you could have kept going. Um, there were There were a few. Uh, but I'm anticipating one. One, one of the things I wish I could have talked more about that I think I spent more time studying on and not as much time talking about was uh, how desire, our own desire, and sin are related to each mm. other. Mm-hmm. I hit on it. You I mean, did. I, I got a chance to hit you on did. that. How and you mentioned Augustine, so we're about all Augustine. very happy about that. That's right. And but boy, to to really see that. Um, our sin 
starts with our own desires. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just, that's really contrary to everything else I think we'll hear in our world today. But that our sin is not, is uh, sinning isn't just um, not being able to not do something that you don't want to do. It's not just holding back your behavior. It's actually rooted in what you want. So, uh, I mean, you could say the real reason we sin, do what we know we ought not to do, is because we'd rather do that thing than what it is we know we ought to do, right? I mean, that that's what James is trying to teach us, that it's actually our own desires that draw us and lure us and entice us away. Um Boy, that, and that's a that's just a that that will change your perspective. Yes, on how to eradicate sin in your life. That you need a radical heart change. That's right. That's the fundamental issue. That's right. Is that we need a, a change of heart. So I can't remember if I said it or not, but I thought about it. I may have said it once, but I meant to both times. That uh, what we what you find in James is that if you want to get rid of the sin in your life, um, you actually have to replace it with something you love more. Mm. And I think that's what Christianity is all about. It's, it's what Augustine said. It's reordering your loves so that you love Jesus more than you love whatever it is that thing you're doing. Or you love God's truth and his word and his promises more than you love you know, success in life. Or wh- whatever right. it is you're right. sinning to get. Or yeah, to I think that's, you know, there's a, a book several years ago I, I, when I was chaplain for high school students, but it was, rather than delivered from desire it's like from mm. is marked down it's delivered by desire and yeah. it's, it's that same idea that we have to reorder our desires so it's yeah. about loving christ more yeah which is very freeing that's right because it it takes away a lot of the shame and guilt of sin though that's there and rep- says it's not just don't do this don't do this don't do this but it's reordering so that you're focused on loving christ rather than yeah. not doing a certain behavior yeah, or right. not thinking a certain thought that's right all right we're running out of time here, so let we'll skip rabbit trail. Though you had a really good rabbit. Oh, do you want to do rabbit? I trail? do want to do that. All one. right, you're the one who has us on the clock here, but that's okay. I got to do this one. All right, so what is the thing that distracted you most? This okay, this week? one was fascinating for me, and I left it out on the fly. Mm. I wanted to include it yesterday, mm. but I left it out. So here, here's here's where it all started. That <laughs> in. Um, you know, in when James is writing to those in the dispersion, mm-hmm. if you go back and read Acts, Acts uh, se- seven and eight, yeah, it's really eight one there, right? Eight one for sure. Seven, you get sort of the stoning of Stephen. Mm-hmm. You get that story. <clears throat> and eight, it will uh, Luke will actually write in Acts that it's because of the stoning of Stephen and then the persecution that broke out. That the Christians scattered, yes. and then in eleven he comes back and says the same thing. Mm-hmm. That it was after the uh, after the death of Stephen and the persecution that broke out in Jerusalem, they were scattered. Christians were scattered. To, you know, he'll name several places: Cyprus and Antioch and uh, where Phoenicia, maybe I can't remember a few other places. Okay, so when James is writing, he's writing to the to the Jewish Christians who are in the dispersion, who are who have been dispersed because of the stoning of Stephen. Mm-hmm. Just so happens that the name Stephen actually means crown. That's what, the, that's what the, the name comes from. Which is the same word that James uses when he talks about enduring to receive the crown of life. So it's... Um, now, I don't want to make too much of it, which is why I left it out. But it is fascinating to think about if that were to catch your attention, to know that he's writing to 
to Jewish Christians who have been dispersed because of the martyrdom of Stephen and the persecution that broke out, that enduring, like Stephen did, even unto death, to receive the crown of life is receiving what Stephen got, which just so happens to also be his name. Yeah, Stephen's really the the prototypical example of someone who endured to right. the end. So, because he endured right. proclaiming the gospel. He is the first martyr. He's the first witness by right. his death of Christ's death and resurrection. So uh, I left that out and instead brought in the Revelation 2.10 mm-hmm. where Christ calls the church in Smyrna to endure for the crown of life even unto death, which yes. is the same idea. Same idea. But you don't get the neat little Stephen is his name and this kind of thing. Now, whether or not James intended that, you know, it's hard, you're hard-pressed to really probably show that but it's interesting isn't it It was interesting and you i can attest that you got very distracted by that this week i did all right so ask the preacher okay from from your adoring fans oh good or the congregation depending (laughs) on you know depending on how you want to leave it all right i had two but we only have time for one okay i was very intrigued when tyler said that he even struggles with the thought of when this is all behind us and yeah. now instead, we are called to endure the trials and count them joy. So this is when you were talking about mm-hmm. not just looking for relief, but actually finding joy in the midst of trials. Mm-hmm. It would be great to hear him talk even more about specifics of his struggle with this and how he perseveres. Yeah. So talking specifically about the pandemic mm-hmm. and just the, our, I think everyone's desire that this would just be over. Yeah. And But then how do you sort of shift from just wanting relief from yeah. this trial to actually counting it joy. What? How have yeah. you done that? Well, it you know it ought to shock us that when James says to the Jews uh, and the Christian, the Jewish Christians in the dispersion, uh, consider it all joy, not because one day you'll come back to Jerusalem and live and be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's nowhere in the letter, right? Um, in fact, it's assume that it probably won't happen. So, um, man, you just think, wow, the hope that he's laying out there is not that life is going to get good again. It's not that you're going to come back home again, not that you're going to have the job that you're going to have or whatever the the case may be. It's actually that it's in that thing itself that the Lord is testing you, that he is uh, conforming you to the image of Christ. He's creating in you what he desires for you to be. And so I just think for me, a lot of my attention probably early on was, okay, let's just figure out how to get through this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how to um, you know, navigate it well, how to be creative in the midst of it, how to keep our focus on Christ. And once we get through it, then we can kind of get back to our normal routines, normal lives, and um, it's just not what we're promised, and it's not what we're hoping for. I mean, at the end of the day, that's not what we're hoping for. What we're hoping for is that we would uh, look more like Christ, that we'd become more like what God had designed for us to be. Or, I mean, I think you actually brought out that phrase in the beginning that I really jumped out on in the sermon was that we would be perfect and complete. Mm. Let steadfastness have its full effect. Yes. So you'd be perfect and complete. So it's actually by enduring through the trial that you're facing, it's in the midst of that that the Lord makes you perfect and complete, makes you whole so that you lack nothing. And that's a a radical mind shift for me. So um, 
it's so I don't lose um, the desire that we would overcome this pandemic. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. pray for that. Right. I want that. I ask the Lord for that. But I'm not so focused on uh, getting that that I lose sight of. Boy, I can find so much joy. Let me think about what is the Lord teaching me in the midst of this. And this is one of them. You know, enduring hardships, how to endure trial, something unexpected. Um, but there, there's so much to learn in the midst of it, and if you're not aware of that, you'll miss it. Well, I thought about last night, reflecting on this, thinking about today, talking about your sermon, that in Hebrews, where it talks about Christ enduring the cross, that for the joy set before him, hmm. he endured the shame of the cross. Yeah. And I thought, well, one, I thought, oh, I wish I thought of that last Monday. That and then, uh, but two, just that that's that's our pattern in life yeah. for the joy set before us, that we can enjoy even now that God is at work in us and ultimately that we are now united with Christ and have communion with God. And there's a joy in that no matter the circumstances. Mm. But it's what James talked about, for the crown of life, that there is a joy set before mm. us so we can endure. That's what Paul says. Yep. I consider the present sufferings as nothing. Mm compared to the eternal weight of glory mm-hmm. that is before us. And yeah. so I think we have to have that otherworldly vision. Yeah, We have to know who the Lord is and what he promises, and that's what propels us through this. Amen. But it's, yeah. Amen. Once again, it turns out God's word is applicable to our lives. It's so good, so rich. Every, you know, people say, oh, we did so, you guys did such a good job putting this plan together. And yeah. I was like, I really just think it's that's yeah. how applicable God's <laughs> word know. is, no matter where we are in the scriptures, whether yeah. it's Ecclesiastes or James, yeah. the Psalms, wherever we end up this summer, the spring. Yeah. It speaks to our lives. It's been so good. Yeah. Although I do feel like this has been especially timely over the last couple months. But again, it may just be the Lord's word. Providence. Yeah. God's good and gracious providence on us. So that's uh, Monday Morning Preacher. There it is. A little bit more of the sermon. A little bit more. Good job. Thanks. That was good. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Tyler.